0: If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. RCA's local inpatient and outpatient treatment programs are founded on science and delivered with heart. At RCA, they tailor your treatment to you and also offer specialized programs for patients experiencing a relapse or with history of trauma for young adults, adults 50 plus, and the LGBTQIA plus community. Recovery Centers of America answers the phone and admits patients 24-7. Don't wait. Call 1-888-RECOVERY-NOW. That's one 888 recovery. Want to hear some inside scoop? If your kids are as ready to go back to school as mine are, you got to check out Kohl's. I got my daughters the cutest sew tops for under 18 bucks, Jansport backpacks for 25% off, and 30% off Levi's jeans for me. I even saved an extra 15% and picked up Kohl's cash. So, yeah, not sure who's more excited right now, me or the girls. Select styles, 15% offer ends August 15th. Levi's coupons do not apply. some exclusions apply. See store or kohl's account for details.
1: We are live tonight, and first thing I want to say: Have you seen Gosnell? I mean, have you? Did you? Were you one of the people who saw it on opening weekend? If the if the answer to that question is no, you need to stop what you're doing right now and just go see it. I, well, you know. Well, first, listen to the podcast. You know what? Actually, no, that's more important. Stop what you're doing right now. Stop listening to this. And go watch Gosnell. But if that wasn't enough to convince you, maybe our interview with one of the stars of Gosnell, Dominique Dion, will get you to finally go see Gosnell. All of this on this episode of Trend Chat.
0: of America. Here's the podcast where we talk politics, a little entertainment, some culture and this and that from the road to your ears. This is Trend Chat with your host Brian Bledsoe.
1: And welcome to another episode of Trend Chat. I'm your host Brian Bledsoe and if you want to connect with us, we're on Facebook, Instagram or what is it? Snapchat, yep. It's all the same name at trentchat Chat So, as I mentioned, if you're still listening to this and you haven't went to see Gosnell, shame on you. But if not, listen in. And like I said, we'll have our interview with Dominique Dion. And hopefully, you know, after that interview, you will be convinced and want to see Gosnell. It was a great movie and it did. did very well, especially for independent film and especially with all the obstacles that was in front of it with Hollywood not wanting to see it. Just, you know, media basically being silent on the movie and it still was in in the top 10 at number 10. But like I said, with all that was against it and for it to still get in the top 10, that is is great. And so, like I said, it is still in theaters and. And I can't say enough to to check it out and bring your you know pro choice friends to to watch it and to understand what is going on. Actually, uh, in our interview with Dominique, she shares um, something about her experience and how it um, you know how it molded in her views and how. Things changed in her mind as far as realizing what abortion is all about. So, again, like I say, I, I can't say it enough, I, you know, to really go out and, and support this movie. But um, before we get to that, first off, uh, the president just finished a rally in Montana, as of this recording, at least when you're hearing this. And, you know, I'm thinking about maybe attending the one in Houston on the 22nd of October. Um, it all just depends if I can get down there in time, because we're broadcasting tonight from Omaha, Nebraska, which actually I've been here for a week now. Yeah, it will be a week tomorrow. So, um, it, you know, as it says in the intro, you know, from the highways of America, so we we are like transitioning to drive for another company. So that took a couple of days to go through orientation and all that. And then now I'm finally getting back on the road. And so it's a it's a lot better situation that we were in the past couple of months. I know I haven't talked much about it on here, um, mainly just <laughs> if I did, I'd just be complaining a whole lot. So but it wasn't great. And so. Things have changed now, and I think we we are you know we have, we're part of a much better company now and a lot better equipment and everything anyway don 't want to bore you with all those details, but i'm just saying that's where we're at now, and we're here in Omaha, and hopefully tomorrow tomorrow will be somewhere else because like i said i 've been here all week, nothing against Omaha I just i've just been in this hotel and just i i'm I'm a truck driver, so i'm used to moving a lot so <laughs> And um, so, yeah, but that being said, the reason I mentioned that is because um, hopefully I'm able to get down to Texas in time, not only to um, go out and do some block walking uh, um, for a little bit and also be um, be down in Houston for the rally and also starting on the 22nd is the. first day of early voting in Texas at least at least so hopefully to kind of want to get all that done before I start getting back on the road really for a longer period of time so but that's that's what we're scheduling to do for the next couple of days and if I get there obviously I will talk about it (laughs) and talk about how it was if I get down there um for the rally but now, is a, I don't really have a lot to really talk about. For one reason, because I, as I mentioned, I've been here and we've been doing so much, you know, I guess stuff as far as getting things get together with the truck and and with the company, and so I haven't been paying attention to to too much. So, but there's like one thing that I wanted to mention about that I saw today. And, but also I want to touch a little bit on this whole thing about Saudi Arabia. I mean, obviously I'm not going to get into the, all the details about what's going on, but, uh, as of right now, you have a, um, I guess, you, uh, a journalist from the Washington post who was, I guess, you, don't want to say that he has been murdered because really we don't have much evidence of it. He, I, I would say he disappeared. We haven't seen him. Let's put it that way. Odds uh, are he probably has been, but we don't know. And because this happened in Turkey and at the um, Saudi consulate over there, if I'm not mistaken. So, but the thing about about this is this whole international incident. <laughs> has kind of really shined a light on the United States relationship with Saudi Arabia. And also kind of brought up um, as far as it brought in the world of professional wrestling into it as well. Now, also, if you don't know, um, I, I know I mention it all the time, but I am a wrestling fan. So I I, I know about this whole this event the WWE is having in Saudi Arabia on the 1st of November, uh, well the the 2nd of November. And it's like this huge event that they got going on over there. So it's, it's like the worst timing for this event to be going on and have this, this, you know, story about this journalist that is, um, going on right now. But, um, one thing I have, then I'm thinking about as far as this. For one, the the media have really glorified Jamal. I'm Just gonna call him Jamal. Look, I'm not even gonna try to mention his last name. If I if I had more time, if I was actually you know paying a lot more attention to this story, I probably would be able to pronounce it. But I'm not. So let's just call him Jamal. So so Jamal was over there. And and like I said, what has happened to him, we don't know with all certainty right now. But the the story about him has been very, very glorified and making it seem like he's just uh, it's this knight in shining armor type, which when you know about some of his history, Just mainly just talking about him being friendly with the Muslim Brotherhood, which it seems like a lot of the leftist media tends to really have no problem problem with, I guess. But I mean, that and also just one thing I I would think is that the reason why he is um, so revered is because he was so anti-Trump. He was a a very vocal critic of, of President Trump. So I, so that right there is enough regardless of anything else he has done. None of that matters. The the fact that he is such a critic of the president, that right there is enough for for the media to put him on a pedestal and for and to totally disregard anything shady about the man. <laughs> So but none of that justifies him being murdered. So let me just say that if he has been murdered and if the reports have been going on about him being chopped up and and, and all that, if all that is true, none of that justifies him that happening to him. But what I'm saying is that. The media is not painting the uh, complete picture about him and but like I said, we're going to find more out more about it. And I think the people who are trying to pressure like WWE from um stopping this event, I don't agree with that, mainly because I kind of agree with what with the president. And as far as let's get some answers, honestly, I don't think I wouldn't be surprised. If we don't get any clear answers ever about this, honestly. Because this happened over in Turkey, and who knows if we're ever going to get the complete story. And I honestly doubt we'll, we will. But I don't think this particular incident should to- should affect everything that is going on with the relationship between Saudi Arabia and the United States. Now, look, you could point to other a lot of other things as well. And those are more valid points than this particular incident right now with Jamal. So if you want to go on to other those other issues, okay, cause like they're talking about as far as how far behind the times Saudi Arabia is as far as you know women just now getting the the privilege to drive and all that. You know, if you want to mention all those other issues, go, you know, have at it. But until we find out more about this, and once again, like I said, we may not ever find out everything about this, uh, what happened to him. So um, I, I don't. I think it would be too much of a knee-jerk reaction to just throw everything away based on this one story. So uh, I said I only had a little bit about that, but here I am. I think that was about ten minutes, anyway. But um, yeah, that's all I have on that, and. And I'm going to get to a little more of a light, more of a lighthearted story after a word from our friends from The Founding Project.
0: Hello to fans of Trend Chat and Brian Bledsoe. The Founding Project, an education nonprofit dedicated to civics, invites you to visit our brand new website. Visit us at thefoundingproject.com. Be a part of the civics movement with The Founding Project. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. profit Please join us today. This is Dana
1: Lash, and you're listening to Trend Chat. Yeah, so uh, another thing I came across um, <laughs> was I saw a story about Kira Knightley, the actress. Um, if you don't know, I mean, maybe you don't. I mean, I know she was in Pirates of the Caribbean and... For the a couple of films and and actually I remember her from a film called Domino, which that's um, yeah <laughs> I remember that movie that was a that was a pretty good movie I I, I mean it's a uh, pretty racy for my taste especially now I mean back then I didn't care but I just remember from that role anyway. she... Uh, she's saying that she doesn't she doesn't want to I guess read fairy tales about Cinderella, um and the little mermaid to um to a children and whatnot uh, because it's like uh um, misogynistic and and it's just uh toxic masculinity and all, all the you know, the feminist <laughs> terms that they want to bring up about you know anything now the funny part that I saw today is uh, another actress Kristen Bell who played in the <laughs> if uh, any, anyone listening that have small kids know about Frozen <laughs> so she played in, uh, in Frozen and she brought up about Snow White and that. She, I guess, she finds the story of Snow White problematic, and she was saying in a in a a, I guess in an interview I don't know it was in an article that I was reading that one thing that she brought up is she found that you know like she found it problematic about the prince kissing Snow White against her consent. Which I mean, if you know the story of Snow White, well, for one, she will sleep, and and because you know she ate the poisonous apple, and and so the prince had to come in and and kiss her for her to wake and all that. Anyway, Kristen Bell found that you know that so so troubling, <laughs> and I just found I found it funny because. She tell her her children that, well, isn't it wrong for the press to kiss the Snow White against her consent? And that's what she's teaching, teaching them about this fairy tale. And it's funny because I was thinking, I mean, look, I'm not I am not saying I want this to happen to her, but I'm saying if if at any time that. Kristen Bell, for some reason, let Seth instance, She needs CPR, and <laughs> she's unconscious. She's just laying there. Somebody's gonna have to do mouth to mouth. Going by her logic, I guess she just wants you to leave her there and die. That going just going by her logic, because she doesn't. She wants to give her consent. So, hey, if you see it, I'm just saying I will, what I would say, like, you know, disregard what she said. I would say do it anyway. And, you know, whatever the consequences of saving her life happens, I guess you just have to just just do it because it would just be the right thing to do. But even though she wouldn't want you to do it. But still, I can I would t- I would understand if someone didn't help her because. She's laying there unconscious and she, you know, she needs CPR. You know, she needs mouth to mouth, but you're like, "What?" Well, but I don't have her consent. So what, what What can I do? I mean, I guess we can just let her lie there. I mean, I would say that's the wrong thing to do, but I mean, that's her logic. That's what she wants. She wants to give her consent before anybody do anything um, to her. And it seems like so. Okay, All right. And if that happens, she has no one else to blame but herself. And any other these feminists and these woke folks that have these (laughs) these train of thought. When it takes when this is taken to uh, basically to the extreme, to to a case to where you may not have an opportunity to give your consent or whatever, and then someone don't do anything to help you. Well, that's the environment that you have created. And so I guess whatever happens, happens. So, anyway, that's um, a, that, that was a, like I said, that was the only two things I had. So, but you know what? That's great because it gives us plenty of time to have our interview with Dominique Dion. So, after our, well, after a word from Politichicks, we'll have our interview with Dominique. There we go. Hello, this is Brian who holds of Trent Chat. Also, contributor at politichicks.com. Here to tell you about the new book called Politichicks, A Clearing Call to Political Activism, with over 300 pages from contributors like myself talking about topics such as education, social issues, healthcare, the Second Amendment, and, of course, activism. I encourage you all to check it out at politichicks.com and it's also available at Amazon and Barnes & Noble.
0: Politics and other stuff, maybe. This is Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe.
1: Hello, this is Trent Chat and we are pleased to have Dominique Dion with us. She is one of the stars of the movie Gosnell, which has which came out last week. How are you doing? I am fine. How are you? I'm doing all right. Now the character you play in Gosnell, her name is Betty Goodwin. And
2: right.
1: now is is this character based on based off a real person or, or what?
2: Um, my character is actually uh, based off two of uh, two women that worked in the clinic, and so they put those uh, two women together and then uh, came up with Betty Goodwin. So she she has two sides to her, basically.
1: Okay, and well, as far as those, so those two characters, uh, so it's kind of like a, a combination um, and put into one one character to kind of. When we're talking about something that is based off a true story, I mean you have so many different people, so I guess in this th- you like one of the characters where they have to combine a, a number of people to tell the to tell the story you know yep mm-hmm. that's true, I guess without boiling anything, but what was her role in everything
2: um well, basically, you know uh Betty she worked in the uh clinic uh with Dr Godlor, and I just feel like basically Betty had a good heart. And I think that's all the details I'll give you. Betty had a good heart. <laughs> so she did what she thought was right.
1: <laughs> all right. Now, one thing, um, like, well, I can't say we met. We was in the same place in Dallas.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but didn't officially meet. You know? Yeah. Correct. Right.
1: Because <laughs> um, we were both at the Dallas screening, and, and you were there. And I was going to ask you then about uh, doing an interview but then next thing you know in in the midst of talking with everyone and just we missed talking to, to each other and so um but we we were both at the at the screening and we got a chance to um, to watch the movie and even there there was a you can tell that there was a a good reception going on towards the film now I want to ask you so yeah. now that the movie has has been released how how the reception's been
2: um, you know, it brings up a lot of discussion between me and friends or me and colleagues because, you know, um, before the movie, I was actually uh, pro-choice, you know. I didn't really have too much knowledge about abortions. I didn't know it was a different kind of abortions. And, you know, I actually decided um, to take a new leap of faith and, you know, fulfill my purpose in life through Christ. So um, I just feel like, you know, God is life. And you know, I just feel like that, you know, that baby has rights. It's a human, also. So I just now I'm a uh, pro life. I, I just, I'm not I'm not pro choice anymore.
1: Well, you know, that was going into my next question. I was, I was just about to ask. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, I don't know your views as far as abortion or, or anything. So I was going to ask, how was the experience in in this, you know, in filming this? And I guess I can expand it a little bit more. How was it, you know, for I guess, the the crew or the people that you were with while you was filming?
2: Now, I must say um, the crew, the cast and the crew, that was my first feature film, and they were amazing. Like, I mean, they were so nice. You know, I can't even say anything bad. You know what I'm saying? I can't say anything bad about any of the cast or the crew. Uh, I I actually felt like, you know, we all ended up being family. But, um. As far as the role, you know, when I first got it, I just, I, I didn't know. I just didn't know. All I can say is I didn't know anything about abortions. I was just like, you know, whatever. You know, I, I, I booked the movie, whatever. But then as I got into the role and I, I'm, I'm reading, and I'm getting, you know, this knowledge about these abortions, and I mean, I, I realized that I started having a change of heart, and like Betty, uh, her character, it, it really. It, it has some of Dominique in it. You know, I, I really felt that way about those views. That That's how Dominique will feel in real life about abortions how exactly how Betty felt.
1: Yeah. You know, it's it's funny how you, you're you describing how, I guess, apathetic feeling towards abortion, because that's, that's how I felt for a long time as well, mm-hmm. before actually. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't this, but it was just... Um, I said probably like in like oh seven where I, I finally had my eyes open to what really is going on when we're talking about, you know, abortion, basically talking about you know, murdering babies, which that's something right. I did not even it, it didn't comprehend to me at that time mm-hmm. until then. Now, I noticed in um some of the scenes, um you were uh you were filmed with um uh, with Dean Kane and Alfonso Rachel. And we, and we had him on last week. And so how, how was it, um, how was it filming with them?
2: Um, I believe that my first scene was with, uh, Dean and, and not Alfonso, but, uh, you know, he made me feel really comfortable. You know, he, he let me know, he, he told me that I was doing really well for my first feature film. And, you know, he was just, you know, he, he was helping me through the process. We talked, uh, I got a chance to talk to him. He's a really nice guy. He's a really sweet guy too. And then with Alfonso, he's so funny. He's <laughs> he uh, <laughs> he was making me laugh on set. You know, I I just that's why I say it was more family oriented to me. That's how I felt. But with Alfonso, um yeah, he made me feel comfortable also and um uh, and it was he made me laugh. That's why Alfonso is a funny guy, he made me laugh on set.
1: So <laughs> so for someone that is um, you know, taking part in their first feature film i mean i don't even know like how like that whole experience first i guess first thing is how did you even how the role even come to you
2: so um i had a dallas agent at the time and um this is the funny thing so i was practicing one way with my mom right i'm practicing over and over how i'm about to do this 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 audition. I was ready. And then so I got to the audition and I was like, just, just go in there and just, just talk to the guy, just who was who that, who was ever the reader, just go in there and just talk to him. And so uh, I went in and I originally, originally auditioned for another, uh, another young lady in the movie, which was, uh, I can't think of her name, but I, I auditioned for another uh, role. And so I was so comfortable within my first audition uh the casting director asked me to go out and read for another role so i actually got a bigger role that i didn't even audition for because i did such a great job um in the audition
1: oh, wow okay and um and and then so from there then they say you got the role and then you go on set and and i um, mean that i'm sorry oh what happened
2: no i was just about to say from from there. Uh, I I actually forgot about the audition because sometimes as actors we get into, you know, worrying about if we get the role, especially when you're just starting out. So with this specific role, I just forgot about the idea. I was like, I did it. And then I left. I didn't think about the audition anymore. And I can't remember how long it was. But I want to say it was probably like maybe two or three weeks later or something. It could have even been a month. I can't really remember. But my agent called me and told me I got the role. And I was like, for what? She was like, God's no. And I... (laughs) <laughs> when I tell you my sister was recording me, I got up and started running through my mom's house. I was screaming. I just could not believe Because I set out a five-year plan that I wanted to be in my first feature film by the time I was um, 26, I believe. And I, I was 24 when huh. I filmed that. Yeah, I was 24. So I was running through the house, jumping for joy. I I couldn't believe it. Even when I got the set, I didn't let them know that, you know, I tried to act like I was, (laughs) you know, professional. But in the inside, I was very excited. I can't believe that that was my first feature film. You know, that You had your own – well, I had my own trailer, and then it had Betty Goodwin on the door. And, yeah. (laughs) Wow.
1: Wow, I mean – that, that that is something else, and <laughs> I mean, like I said, to have your your first feature film and to, and to get the role and then, then like I said, then to go on set and and everything. I mean, wow, that's that's amazing.
2: And that was the first that was the first movie that I ever auditioned for.
1: Wow, <laughs> wow.
2: First SAG movie. you yeah, that's how God works
1: oh yes that's definitely that's definitely true and then i mean wow that that is something so well now that um that the film has been released so uh, what else i mean what's next for you
2: well right now with uh since i just moved to atlanta georgia uh i'm currently looking for representation in atlanta to get in all the work that's out here so much work out here so uh, i've been in acting classes right now and um I'm looking forward to getting an agent down here. That's my next move. And I, I did a horror film, uh well horror series a few weeks ago. Uh it's coming out on Amazon Prime. It's called Fault of Terrors. So, um that was fun filming that. That was my first horror uh series. So yeah.
1: Now now given that this movie has been made and it's out there now and I guess one question is such an unfortunate question I, that I feel like I need to ask, but mm-hmm. given with the nature of this film and even with your own personal story, um, uh, do you think that there will be any, any sort of backlash, unfortunately, but I've, I'm just thinking maybe because of that, people will may t- hold that against you.
2: Um, no, I, I don't, I don't think they will, um, Talent is talent. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever my views are, that's how I feel. Or, I mean, we all are not going to agree on certain topics or discussions, but talent is talent. And I feel like I am a great actor and I will get more roles whether I did this film or not because I stood up for what was right. And um, right, that's how I feel.
1: Yeah, and, you know, and like I said, it's unfortunate, but I feel like even with the people... You know, even what what happened with Dean Kane had people like going yeah. after him and all that, and just because of a difference of opinion, which is un- unfortunate. Um, right. Yeah.
2: I mean, we are, we all are not going to agree, and I. Yeah. You know, I hate that that happened to um, Dean because he's a good. Like I said, I was on set with him. He's a great person. Now he, his views can be his views. We probably don't agree on a lot of stuff. He probably like one football team, and I like another. That doesn't mean I don't like him. Yeah. Or I gotta go off on him. So. Yeah, it's just, it's just crazy to me. And I, I try to stay out of, you know, politics and all of that because I have my certain – I know that I have my own views and people have their views. But that does not mean that we can't get along or we can't, you know, work together or anything of that nature.
1: That's absolutely right. And, you know, I, I, would, just, I would just say I, I hope the best for you and I hope that, um you know, sooner or later we'll – we'll see you on the big screen again on um oh, alright well what well, well, you can't tell us other than I know you told us about some other things but anything else
2: um about the movie or are you saying upcoming
1: oh upcoming movies yeah. oh um mm, nope
2: not no, at the okay. moment
1: okay. I'm not going to push it nope. so, if,
2: uh,
1: <laughs> so if people want to get in contact with you on social media where do they go
2: um on facebook or instagram i don't really be on twitter i have one but i don't tweet it i have tweeted in two years but Mm. my name is dominique Dion on all social media outlets
1: all right dominique thanks so much for your
2: time thank you
0: hey what's up this is kaya jones and you're listening to me here at trend chat
1: yep and thanks to dominique for joining us and again okay was that enough to Get you to go see guys now So And You know Like she mentioned About Changing from Being Pro-choice To being pro-life And As I mentioned in the interview I You know I was very apathetic I didn't Think twice about what What was going on When You mentioned the word abortion Or What it Actually meant But it's um uh, it's definitely it's not something to that I'm I'm not proud of to know that I totally ignored that for years. And but now now that I know and now do we have films like this like you know, like Gazanel and have organizations like Human Coalition and Live Action and Human Defence Initiative and you know and, and, and on and on that that are out here advocating for life. So, like, like I said again, um, by now, I'm guessing you're probably tired of me talking about about guys now. This is like the third episode. But hey, look, I talked about Brett Kavanaugh for like three three or four episodes. So, hey, and I feel like this is a lot more important than a seat at the Supreme Court, even though that could that could mean a lot as well, especially in this particular issue. So, Anyway, again, thanks to Dominique for joining us. And like I said, this this is unusually short. <laughs> but that being said, I appreciate everyone listening. And I honestly do not know what we have for next week. Um, normally we for the past couple of weeks we we've had we, we knew who we were gonna have on and so that was the Actually kind of cool to where we we knew who we were going to have on so we could even kind of put it in the videos saying that, OK, no, someone's going to be on next week. Uh, next week, maybe, maybe we'll know something by Sunday or Saturday. I don't know. But as of right now, we don't know. But I'm pretty sure we'll be on and I'm percent sure we'll be somewhere else. And I know one thing, I especially if I make it to the to the rally in in Houston on the 22nd, I definitely will have some talk about then. But even if I don't make that, I'm pretty sure I have something. So. So, again, I appreciate everyone listening and I guess until I, well, until maybe Tuesday or Thursday, <laughs> we'll chat with you later.
0: If your kids are as ready to go back to school as mine are, you gotta check out Kohl's. I got my daughters the cutest sew tops for under 18 bucks, Jansport Sport backpacks for 25% off, and 30% off Levi's jeans for me. I even saved an extra 15% and picked up Kohl's cash. So, yeah, not sure who's more excited right now me or the girls. Select Styles, 15% offer ends August 15th. Levi's coupons do not apply, some exclusions apply. See store calls account for details.